May 2000. American travel writer Claudia Kershock disappeared while staying in a resort in Negril, Jamaica. 29-year-old Claudia was last seen on May 27, 2000 on the beach of her resort. She hasn't been seen since. At the time of her disappearance, Claudia was wearing a multicoloured blue bikini and a t-shirt and carrying a portable radio. Claudia is a Caucasian female with brown hair and brown eyes. She has a tattoo of a phoenix on her right hip. She is 5 foot 2 and weighs 105 pounds. Primary sources for this episode include The Charlie Project, Unsolved Mysteries, NamUs, The LA Times, Loop Jamaica and CaseRemains.com. Welcome to episode four of Unknown Passage, a podcast that tells the stories of travellers that have vanished abroad. I thought that I'd get a few episodes out there at the moment while everyone's in lockdown at home. Um, I'm still working, but I do have a, a little bit more free time at the moment and there's a lot less to do. So I've been diving into research for a number of different cases. I do have about 50 on the list so far, I guess, unfortunately, of travellers that have vanished overseas. So let's get into this week's episode. This week, I'm looking at the disappearance of Claudia Kershock. Now, she, as I said in the introduction, was a traveller that went missing in Jamaica in the year 2000. And there has been quite a lot said on Claudia and her disappearance and quite a lot written. Occasionally, she still does come up in news articles or on forums online discussing Unsolved Mysteries. She was also featured in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries a couple of years after she went missing. So Claudia was born on February 9th, 1971, and she was really talented girl. She was multifaceted. She excelled at playing the violin. She was a great lover of books, and she was really brimming with an adventurous spirit. Now, with a journalism degree in hand, Claudia had gone on to live in France for a year and she loved travelling and so it made sense that landing her job as a travel writer and editor at Frommer's Travel Guides fit her to a T. Frommer's is still a name in the travel business. Um, now, at the age of 29, after she landed her role at Frommer's Travel Guides, Claudia was a last-minute replacement on a travel junket that was due to go to Havana, the capital of Cuba, to review the new Sandals Resort. Sandals is a resort chain. They have locations all across the world. And a travel junket, it has changed a lot in recent years with travel influencers and Instagrammers kind of taking over the scene. But back in the day and back when Claudia went missing, travel writing was more of a niche topic and it was quite a difficult it was quite a difficult thing to get a role as a prominent travel writer and editor so they would organize these travel junkets which still do happen but more so with influencers now um, to go to an area review it and then write about it with the promise of bringing them more business so representing Frommers, Claudia arrived with three other travel writers in Montego Bay, Jamaica on the morning of May 24th, 2000. 
but they pretty soon learnt that the travel junket that they had planned to Cuba wasn't going ahead because of an ongoing political issue there. So they were effectively stranded in Jamaica and their flights back to New York where they lived were booked through until June the 1st. So they effectively had a week to kill. So the next day on May 25th, Claudia and another travel writer, Tanya Grossinger, were sent to the Sandals Resort in Negril. Um, Negril is a beachside sub beachside neighbourhood um, city, I guess, town. It's extremely beautiful. I'll get into it more. It's a coastal destination in Jamaica. So Claudia and Tanya actually hadn't met before this trip, but they formed a bond quite quickly. They had their meals together um, that day and they talked over drinks in the evening. So while they were there, Claudia began chatting with the Sandals Resort bartender, Anthony Grant, and she was seen dancing with him at the resort. So the next day, Claudia essentially over breakfast told Tanya that the night before she and the bartender Anthony had smoked marijuana and gone skinny dipping. Now, two days later, Tanya was basically able to get a flight back to New York for later that day. This is May 27th. And she called Claudia's room at 8am. So Claudia and Tanya had breakfast together and said their goodbyes um, the newfound friends did plan to meet again when reunited in New York upon Claudia's return. So that afternoon, Claudia was last seen by a lifeguard in her bathing suit and T-shirt, holding a portable radio and walking away from the Sandals Resort in Negril. And this was the last confirmed sighting of Claudia Kershock. The next day, May 28th, the next day after Claudia was last seen walking away on the beach, the bartender, Anthony Grant, that Claudia was seen with and had spent time with, called in sick and was out of work for the next four days. Now, remember that because we'll get into that a lot later. It wasn't until June 2nd, so about five days later, when Claudia didn't return to New York for work on her, you know, departure flight, when her parents were finally contacted by Sandals officials the hotel maids had reported that Claudia was missing and hadn't slept in her bed for several days. Now, back to Claudia's travel partner, Tanya Grossinger. Um, through my research, I wanted to know a little bit more about her. So I actually found out that she had gone on in later years to write a book about her life as a travel writer, a fact I hadn't seen reported anywhere else. Um, it's called Memoir of an Independent Woman, An Unconventional Life Well Lived by Tanya Grossinger. Now, I was able to preview a few chapters, particularly the one that focused on Claudia's disappearance. Bear in mind that Tanya actually hadn't met Claudia un until this trip. So the book is more of a biography of her life as a travel writer, but it obviously does focus on Claudia's disappearance. Um, she was quite a lot older than Claudia, and um, but it did explain to me, which was a question I had, why Cla why Tanya had left on a flight earlier than Claudia and Claudia hadn't tried to get on the same flight home. Basically, it said that Tanya had been to Jamaica as a travel writer over a dozen times for work and she was really familiar with it. And as the Cuba junket was cancelled, she just wanted to go back to New York. Whereas Claudia, I don't think, had been to Jamaica before and she was happy to stick around and, you know, enjoy a few paid days on the beach. 
According to the portions of Tanya's book I could preview, Claudia was so excited to be a travel writer at Frommers and to have nailed this gig. She had an on-off boyfriend in New York and she loved reggae music. Tanya did state in the book that Claudia had been out at least twice with Anthony Grant during the first two nights that they were at the Sandals Resort in Negril. Bear in mind that when he was questioned about this at a later stage, Anthony Grant denied um, that he had even met Claudia and it turned out this was because he already had a girlfriend and he didn't want to lose his job as the bartender at the Sandals Resort. Now, when Tanya returned to New York, she spent two weeks walking through Washington Square Park. She was asking people if they knew any local Jamaicans living in New York. And when she did track some down, she was showing them pictures of Claudia. She became really enveloped in the investigation herself. She felt like a lot wasn't being done. And she also felt that from the get-go, the Sandals Resort and the police in Negril and Jamaica were basically muddying Claudia's reputation to take the heat off them. Now, sadly, when I did try to locate Tanya for comment, I came across her obituary in the New York Times. She passed away in 2015 in New York and she was 78. Um, Wikipedia probably needs to be updated because it does state that she's still alive. But I've just found a really interesting reading about her. In short, Tanya always believed what most of us, myself included, believe happened to Claudia, but more on that later. Now on to the subsequent investigation into Claudia's bizarre disappearance. Now, once she was reported as missing, a search through Claudia's room was conducted. It showed that nothing was missing except for the bathing suit that she was last seen in. The rest of her clothes were found neatly packed in her suitcase, which I assume they were from when she arrived and she was just pulling things out as she needed them. Her passport, $180 in cash, credit and ATM cards, her mobile phone and her camera were also in her hotel safe. Now, Claudia's belongings were then taken out of the room by resort reps and it was rented out to the next guest, which ultimately was, you know, a terrible idea because it could have or would have um, contaminated any possible crime scene evidence. After this, police and hotel incompetence or maybe a more sinister um, reason really just snowballed out of control. Claudia's phone went missing, um, as did the hotel logbook that took down the licence plates of all cars in and out of the resort. The CCTV footage was also conveniently taped over. Now, despite better evidence to go off and speaking to people who had been spending time with Claudia in the days leading up to her disappearance, Jamaican police instead decided to initially push the story that Claudia had drowned. They were leaning heavily on the fact that it was only her bathers that were missing and that she was last seen at the beach. However, they did end up having to acknowledge that the beach there did not have deep water and the current was not very strong. I'll back this up. I've looked at so many pictures of Negril, the area and the resort that is still there where Claudia went missing from and it's picture perfect turquoise water um, and pretty calm. So according to most sources, the Jamaican police also commenced 
a pretty nasty smear campaign about Claudia's reputation, as I mentioned earlier. This really attempted to paint her as a loose woman, a drug user, and not the young professional woman that she was, in my opinion. Now, as news spread about Claudia's disappearance, several witnesses came forward claiming that they'd seen a woman matching her description. And this led uh, some locals and the police for a time to believe that she had disappeared voluntarily and was living in the hills of Jamaica with a new lover. Her family didn't believe this, as most people and most of her friends didn't. She had a great job. She enjoyed her life in New York. She had an on-off boyfriend in New York, good friends. There was absolutely no reason for this to be true. Now, authorities actually went up and questioned people who lived in the hills of Jamaica, but no trace of Claudia was found. Now, I'm going to spend some time talking about Anthony Grant, the bartender, which you probably would have assumed I was going to do. And you can't look at a forum or a website or a news article without finding some pretty terrible information about him, allegedly, in my opinion, um, and some stuff that has been proven. So firstly, I can't find anything about Anthony anywhere. All we have is his name and that he existed. There's no photos, no information. I can't tell you his nationality, what he looks like. My gut instinct is that he was an American expat working in Jamaica and that maybe he watched Cocktail and got inspired to be a beach bartender. I don't know. But what I can say is that according to an, a pretty prolific online forum user who's done deep research on the Claudia Kershock disappearance, Anthony to this day has essentially dropped off the face of the earth. Now, after Claudia's disappearance and the police finally got off the notion that she'd run away with a new boyfriend, a search dog was brought in by the FBI Um I believe that they had got involved in the case pretty quickly, which I'll also get into in a little bit. The search dog tracked Claudia's scent to the home of Anthony Grant. It found her scent on his boots, gloves and a knife. In subsequent searches by the FBI, they also found a strand of Claudia's hair in the back seat of Anthony's white Toyota Corolla and the search dog also found Claudia's scent in there and in the boot, which in America you would call a trunk of the car. Finally, the knife that was found in the house that had blood on it um, was tested. Um, DNA tests were inconclusive that it was Claudia's blood, although some news articles say that they were conclusive that it was her blood. Anthony was then given a lie detector tests, but the results were also seemingly inconclusive um, and he was not considered a suspect in Claudia's disappearance. I know. <laughs> the Kershocks, though, very much believe that he's a suspect. Now, when questioned, Anthony initially denied knowing Claudia or ever having been on a date with her, despite eyewitnesses saying that they danced together, went out, and Claudia telling Tanya that they had gone skinny dipping and smoked marijuana together. However, he then later admitted to knowing Claudia and going on a date with her, but 
said that he didn't want to admit to it because he had a girlfriend and didn't want to lose his job. According to a Web Sleuths user, I am not myself on Web Sleuths. I'm able to view some of the forums. I don't really want to be on it. I find it interesting and insightful in some ways, but I can't fact check it and I don't really agree with a lot of their rules and regulations. Um, and I'd much rather obviously go off certified things that I find in, you know, historical news articles. Now, according to a Web Sleuths user, and I'm not sure where they got this information, it is all alleged, that after their first date, Anthony had then asked Claudia out again and she'd refused him. I don't believe this to be true because Tanya herself says in her book that Claudia went out with him a couple of times in the time that she was in the grill with Claudia. And I'm pretty prone to trust the person who was with her over a web sleuths user who has a random handle. The same Reddit user stated, quote, I just recently got back from spending a little over a week in the grill. If the bartender did in fact kill Claudia, I'm not surprised she has not been found. Besides the fact that he had the ocean available to him to dispose of her, the areas surrounding Negril are undeveloped, poor, mountainous and jungly. There also seems to be no government officials of any type in the area. I would be amazed if they had a police force that was not corrupt and in any way efficient in analysing a crime, unquote. So I thought that was that was pretty insightful for someone who'd actually been there um, and could describe the landscape and the vibe that they got. And that really tallies up with um, a lot of things I've read about Negril, including the fact that female travellers have felt incredibly unsafe there. And I will get into more of Jamaica's crime stats in a little bit. Now, after Claudia's disappearance and Anthony's return from four days in God knows where, he, it has been confirmed that he asked a doctor for a prescription for sleeping pills and stomach medicine. Apparently he couldn't sleep and he was sick to his stomach. So whatever that. This same Web Sleuths thread also states that Anthony Grant actually failed some lie detector tests, but passed other ones. Um, whereas it says they were inconclusive according to the Jamaican police. But According to this user, he faked some lie detector question. He failed some lie detector questions about Claudia, um, but he actually passed the questions where he was asked if he'd harmed her. Now, another post claims that two men turned up looking for Claudia on the day she went missing, and one had been identified as a jet ski instructor at the Sandals Resort in Negril, and the other was Anthony Grant and that the second man also called off work for four days afterwards. I've only found this in a couple of places and then other, you know, articles and documents don't state this at all, but it could throw, you know, a spanner in the works and another person into the equation. Now, Claudia's family got extremely involved very quickly, obviously, in trying to find their daughter. Claudia's mother's name is Marianne Kershock. Her father is Fred Kershock and her sister is Deborah Martin. Now, pretty much from the out, you know, from the outset, the family began calling their local political representatives in Washington for help, um, which is, you know, in my opinion, an amazing move. Um, you want to get that attention out there as quickly as possible. And, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of people 
um, to do with racial discrimination or, you know, whatever, um, sexual discrimination. They don't get the same amount of exposure, but Claudia's case was high profile. She was a beautiful, you know, 29 year old woman, a professional who worked in New York and it was going to get people's attention. Now her employer from his travel guides got involved immediately and they actually flew Claudia's parents by chartered plane to Jamaica. Now they also posted a $25,000 reward for information um, leading to information about Claudia and what had happened to her. The family posted, you know, posters all over Jamaica of Claudia. They were distributed to local press, various establishments. They went on local radio. Um, The FBI also was early on involved in the case because the family basically contacted them very early on as they were worried that the Jamaican police were not competent in solving crimes, which... You know, a lot of places in the Caribbean and Latin America, you come across this all the time. The local congressman in Washington got really involved in the case and he, I'd never seen this before, but he basically offered funds to Jamaica with the stipulation that the funds would be withheld um if the FBI weren't allowed on the ground in Jamaica to investigate. So basically by early July 2000, the first time in Jamaican police history, six American FBI agents were actually on the ground in Jamaica looking for Claudia Kershock. And this is just super impressive. You Again, you wish everyone got this level of attention and care, but it does – it just shows that Claudia's parents really knew how to work it. They knew who to contact Um, and they knew how it worked and how to play the game, so to speak. So basically two years after her disappearance, Claudia was legally declared dead in May 2002. A judge who was able to rule over this declared that there was no way she would have left on her own accord, Um, but as a result, she's she's still never been found. It may seem really soon that right on two years later, the family is asking to have Claudia declared dead. Um, But it actually, what I found was that by having Claudia declared dead, this actually opened a lot of doors for them and the FBI to be able to investigate more heavily and start legal action against the Sandals Resort. And I looked, but I can't find any outcome of this lawsuit. I don't know if it was settled separately or thrown out or what. But surprise, surprise, after Claudia's disappearance, Anthony Grant, the bartender, was fired due to conduct with a guest outside of the hotel. I couldn't find any information about what this meant or the details. Seemingly it was after Claudia's disappearance, but... um. I'm not even sure if it was related to Claudia and she was the guest, but I actually think it was someone else entirely. So, you know, this seems to be the way that he operates. Now, on to Sandals Resort. Now, after Claudia's disappearance, Sandals Resort, after the Kershocks and the Washington congressman posted a reward Sandals Resort then came in with an offer of one million Jamaican dollars, which at the time was about twenty one thousand US dollars. 
Now, in a statement, the company said, quote, we as a company and as hundreds of employees send our sympathy to Claudia's family at this extremely sad news. We had all remained hopeful for a very different outcome. Now, another thing that Sandals did after Claudia went missing is that they actually took her camera that was in her hotel room, took the film out of it, developed the film and then destroyed it, saying that there was no pictures on the film anyway. Crazy considering, A, that should be something the police do and B, why would you do that? Now, another hotel employee had lied to the press about a number of things, basically trashing Claudia's reputation. Later on, this employee then admitted that he lied to protect the resort and to keep his job, allegedly. Now, I just wanted to go a little bit into the crime rate in Jamaica. If you know anything about Jamaica, it has an extremely high crime rate. It's pretty scary. I don't want to scare you off with giving you these stats in each episode, but I think it's important to know which countries have a higher risk of something happening to you and particularly countries that are politically volatile. Now, as of 2020, Jamaica has a crime rate eight times that of the global average. And in, I believe it was about a decade ago, it actually had the highest murder rate in the world. Now, in 2017, Forbes magazine listed Jamaica as the third most dangerous country in the world for female travellers. The global murder average is six murders per 100,000 people. So that's the global average. Jamaica's is currently at 46.2 per 100,000 people, with most of it, most of the murders being committed um, with guns or firearms. Behind Venezuela and El Salvador, Jamaica is the third most violent country in the Latin America Caribbean region and the most dangerous Jamaican location is the capital Kingston and the tourist location of Montego Bay. Now, much of Jamaica's crime is inner city gang and drug crime, but popular tourist regions like Montego Bay are now being targeted. And actually in 2019, a state of emergency was declared uh, to crack down on the up, you know, the spike in crime. And that was as recent as July last year. In 2009, Jamaica lifted a decade-long moratorium on the death penalty, basically reinstating it for aggregate, uh, reinstating it for aggravated murder. This was basically to deter people from committing murder, and they also have um, the capital punishment is imposed by hanging. So this was in 2009, and yet there doesn't seem to be any it doesn't seem to be working as a deterrent. There are a lot of political issues, which is a whole nother thing to go into that are constantly going on in Jamaica. However, where Claudia was in Negril, this is on the western coast of Jamaica and it's relatively safe for tourists during the day and locals suggest taking basic precautions at night. Um, that's now... And a lot of people just go there and don't leave their resorts. I don't really see the point of travelling to a country myself if you're just going to stay in a resort. It kind of grinds my gears when people do that. But 
essentially a lot of people like to go to Jamaica. It's hot, it's warm, friendly locals. Um, it's got its own kind of Caribbean culture. Claudia did get stuck in Jamaica at one of the highest peaks of crime across the country. And to this day, it seems that the inner city kind of gang violence and um, targeting of tourists is kind of spreading out. I did find a number of um, TripAdvisor reviews about the town of Negril, which basically go against the fact that it's safe. A lot of women and men saying that they've never felt as unsafe as they did in Negril and they had gone there on the presumption that it was one of the safer parts of Jamaica. There's a really only a couple of theories about what happened to Claudia. I just want to get the ones that I know that most of us aren't going to believe out of the way first. The first one is that Claudia faked her own death and is living off her father's money in Spain. I've seen this thrown around on a number of forums. Not only do I think it's super disrespectful to Claudia and her family, um, but I just think it's downright stupid. The next one is that some journalistic sources actually believe that Claudia went swimming and drowned. And seeing the photos and even the fact that the Jamaican police conceded that there's just no way Claudia would have drowned, I have to agree. Um, I don't think she would have gone to one of the rocky outcroppings and Negril, the beach, is extremely calm. It's turquoise waters. It's extremely similar to something you'd find in Thailand, you know, in the Palmas, anything like that. Um, I encourage you to look up photos of Negril. The prevailing theory and which pretty much every part of the evidence points to is that Anthony Grant murdered Claudia, allegedly. It would be a disservice to Claudia for any of us to take any other theory seriously. And I honestly, when I was researching this the other night, I felt so just angry at how this was handled, not by the FBI, not by the Kershocks, by the Jamaican police, by Sandals Resort. It just lit a fire in my belly that they would smear her name and then go on to suggest all these outlandish things. They basically put aside everything about Claudia, about her job, landing the dream job, everything, and just smeared her. And I believe that was literally just because tourism is so important in Jamaica and they had to keep the crowds coming. You hear this a lot. I'm coming up against it so much in my research. It, you know, I'm finding things that as when I was travelling a lot, um, in my 20s, you know, a few years ago, it just wasn't things I thought about and now I think about it a lot. Everything leads to Anthony and I'm, I'm really not afraid to say it and neither are thousands of people online. Various leads came through that pointed the finger at Anthony. There was an anonymous letter that the Kershocks received that said that Claudia had gone to a concert with a local bartender and possibly overdosed on a date rape drug. There's a lot of different rumours about that and it continually comes up about Claudia potentially being drugged by Anthony Grant and overdosing and Anthony disposing of her body. And I feel like this is potentially what happened. It's split 50-50 for me, the 
the way that she died. Um, but I can say that I believe that either way it was the same person that's responsible. If it's true that there was a co-worker who was the jet ski instructor who came looking for Claudia with Anthony that day, I'm I'm not sure how that kind of places. I feel like this, if that was true, either way, when Claudia was last seen, she was walking down the beach with her portable radio in her bikini. I believe she was going to sit on the beach. And if they did come looking for her, I believe that someone would have pointed them to the beach and they would have gone and met her down the beach, although no one saw her speaking with Anthony Grant that day. Apparently, according to Tanya, Claudia had wanted to go into a nearby town. Um, she loved reggae music, which is another reason why she was probably pretty happy to be in Jamaica instead of Cuba on this junket. And she wanted to go and get some records, I believe, um, or CDs of local reggae music. And I think Tanya's idea was that he had lured her into his car with the promise of seeing some sights and going to a few music shops and essentially whatever happened next happened and the subsequent, we can't forget that he called off sick from work for four days after Claudia went missing from the very next day onwards. He was MIA from work. That's a long time and I believe in this time he was probably disposing of Claudia's body a fair distance from Negril. Uh, allegedly, I guess I have to say, so as to distance himself from the crime. Regardless of how Claudia lost her life, I do believe she's dead and I do believe she was either the victim of a date rape drug that accidentally overdosed her and she was she was covered up and buried somewhere on Jamaica um, or it was something more sinister where, you know, she made it clear that she wasn't interested in whatever he was offering and he took it out on her. Um, I believe that Sandals Resort and, I, I mean, they can come at me and sue me, they're not going to get anything, but every single person online would have to be sued in that respect because every single person cannot believe thousands and thousands of comments about how Sandals Resort handled you know, the follow-up from Claudia's disappearance. It's its truly unbelievable. Like, it's breathtakingly unbelievable. Um, I believe that they helped cover up the fact that an employee of theirs had done this in the interests of maintaining a good reputation. Um, the economy is extremely reliant on tourism in Jamaica and at this point they were probably really pushing tourism um, in 2000 and as it was quite a dangerous place and they wanted to make people, you know, come and be aware that they can come to this beautiful area on the coast and they'll be safe. Even if they didn't actually know that Anthony killed Claudia, um, I believe that they probably had an inkling and that's why they developed a film and they, you know, moved someone else into a room and they kind of messed up, you know, all these potential crime scenes or evidence. I, I feel like they just... They knew. I don't think they were culpable in her actual death, but they are in the cover-up. I do find it frustrating the number of armchair detectives online who seem to come down on Claudia for her supposed behaviour in Jamaica. Um, seemingly a lot of older people, unsurprisingly, older women, 
seemed to think that she was being loose. I mean, if you have ever been on a holiday and you're in a holiday mood, we've all done crazy stuff. I'm not even saying it's crazy. It's completely normal. You know, we've all had holiday romances. We've all got drunk on the beach and why the hell not? A lot of people seem to think that it makes sense that her DNA was found in his car and in his house, even though she had never, as far as anyone knew, been to his house willingly, especially not when up until Tanya um, Tanya had left and Anthony never, he, he denied that she was ever at his house. He said that they went on a date, but he said that she was never at his house. Well, how the hell is the DNA there? Um, firstly, a lot of people in forums discussing this, Reddit, web sleuths, they seem to think it makes sense that her DNA should be in his car. But I'm going to come back at that and say that they found her hair in his car boot or trunk, as Americans say. I'm not sure about you, but I haven't been on many dates with someone where I sat in the boot of a car while they drove. So, yeah. However, there thankfully, there's an equal number of level-headed people that you know, place the blame exactly where it allegedly belongs. Now, in case you haven't made the connection, this case has a lot of similarities to the case of Natalie Holloway, who disappeared in Aruba. It's obviously similar theories about what happened to them, that they met a man who was living in this, you know, beautiful Caribbean island and they got, they went off with the man and that that man was then responsible for their disappearance. I won't be covering Natalie's case at this stage. I, It's been saturated in the media. Every podcast has done an episode about it. Every show has. And as much as I think it's important and I believe that the person who most of us believe killed Natalie should be held accountable and once he's done with his sentence for killing another woman in Peru, um, he should be brought back to Aruba and be charged with Natalie's case as well. So it's also similar to the case of Amy Bradley. She was She's actually on an episode of Disappeared. Amy was a young woman who disappeared off a cruise ship in the Caribbean while she was on a holiday with her family. That's a super convoluted case. There's a lot of twists and turns and I'd need time to put that together. So unfortunately, Claudia's case gets very little media attention these days and when I searched on Google for the most recent news with the keywords Claudia Kershock, all that came up was really top 10 lists, you know, top 10 unsolved hotel killings and things like that. And with Anthony virtually disappearing off the face of the earth and with such a common name, I can't see him sticking around Jamaica after he lost his job and risking this case being reopened or a sudden or a sudden arrest or anything like that. God knows where he is, but, you know... If he's not responsible, we're all wrong and he should be able to live a happy life. I'll finish it with that. And I hope he's happy if he didn't do it. And if he did do it, I hope, you know, calm as a bitch. Now, if you have any information about the disappearance of Claudia Kershock in Jamaica, there's two numbers you can contact. Firstly, I do suggest calling this number. It's the FBI Florida office. I believe that the Florida office handles... Caribbean, uh, you know, crimes in the Caribbean. The number is 305-944-9101.
You can also contact the Negril Police Department, although I would not suggest this based on, you know, what I just went through. Their number is 888-991-4000. Now, early articles stated that there was a website dedicated to Claudia that I would normally point you to, but I actually can't locate it now. As with last week's episode about Matthew Mullaney disappearing in Italy, I feel like it's maybe just a case of it was quite a long time ago. ago. Um, This May, they're coming up to 20 years since Claudia went missing and maybe it's just an inactive website now and they're not keeping it up. So what do you think happened to Claudia? Follow me on Instagram at unknownpassagepod or email me with any feedback or case suggestions at unknownpassagepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're Anthony the bartender, please don't email me. I'm sorry to Claudia's family. I'm so angry. I'm so sad for them. The pain wouldn't go away despite it being 20 years coming up this year. You'd always be thinking about what Claudia would have done with her life, how far she would have gotten her career. She had a really bright future. They say that a lot about people, but in this case, I'm I really feel like she would. She would have travelled even more and, you know, had an amazing life where, you know, she could have been like Tanya Grossinger and written a book about her life, you know, towards the end. She'd be coming up on 50 as well. So it's incredibly sad. And so next week, I haven't decided on the case. I have a few that I'm investigating at the moment I do have quite a few, to tease a bit of information, I do have quite a few of, um, quite a few cases that take place in India coming up, in particular, the case that actually made me want to start this podcast. But as I've been investigating them, it's so complex and there's so much to it and India is such a huge, you know, complex place that it's really just taking me a lot to kind of piece information together. So it will be a surprise where we go next week. And who knows, it may not even be next week. It may be in a couple of days because COVID, baby. All right. I'll see you then. Bye.